Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Tell the truth, nothing but the truth. So help you guys say, say what you want to say. Don't be afraid, King Dre, big pig, man. Against the odds, players play from May to May. Check out the pod. King Dre, Mac, and big pig. King Dre, Mac, and big pig. King Dre, Mac, and big pig. What's poppin', peoples? I am the king, Dre Mack. And this was a special show for me right now. You know what I'm talking about? This one is dedicated to the homies. C Mac, YJ, Cartel, Six Four, and of course, the homie Big Pick, who is not here today. But man, we're gonna hold it down. Because uh, you know what's happening right now on TV. It's the NBA. Playoffs. Round two. Y'all know how we do it. You see who got eliminated? You knew the Raptors was going home. We knew that. We knew the Pelicans was going home. I don't know if we knew the Jazz was going home. The, like, fully going home because Luka was hurt. So we wasn't sure. But just because they from Utah, we kind of felt like they probably was going to be taking their ass home. And the good thing was, they was already at home. It's kind of like, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. So they was already at the crib. Just had to like walk from the stadium. I bet Spider was like, after he lost the game, you know how they be having the little scooters on the street and shit. You put your credit card in, slide up, slide up on them and ride about a mile and just dump them off on some corner so some old lady can step on them and break her leg. Those scooters. The Jazz probably rode scooters from the uh, from the stadium after after the game. Sad state of affairs, man. That's a team that just can't get it done. Big Pick spoke on that. He spoke on that when um, you know we talked about the round round one predictions that the Jazz was going to be sitting on their ass. So yeah, man, if you saw some big seven footers on some scooters and shit after the game, that was the Jazz. So then it was uh, the Grizzlies and the T Wolves. I know Big Pick. Also made his prediction on that, and he said that the Grizzlies was going to win. He's been talking about the Grizzlies for a long time, though, y'all. I ain't even going to lie. It's probably been like five years he's been telling me that Memphis is going to take it. They getting ready. So now it's finally come to fruition. They ready. They whooped the Timberwolves' ass. It just showed the difference between having good coaching and bad coaching during that series. You know, it was some unauthorized three shooting in that game. Some bad uh, decision making on the defensive and the offensive end of the ball or the court when you're talking about the Timberwolves. And that's what got him sitting home back to Minnesota. Lake Minnetonka. You know, they back there at Lake Minnetonka doing backstrokes, etc. Um, And who else was it, man? Oh, man. Damn. Y'all thought Trey was going to do something this year, didn't y'all? Because last year, he kind of showed out. 
Trey was uh, showing out last year, you know, had the big stage, hitting big threes, looking like the next Curry. Oh, boy. This year, man. This year wasn't cool. He got the, he got he got his ass whooped this year. They was exposing Trey. Ripping him, stripping him. Just making him uncomfortable. Dude weigh like what did he weigh? Like one now nah, he weigh about ninety two pounds. He gotta weigh about ninety two pounds and he's getting in the lane on other teams, just throwing floaters up and nobody touching him. Just letting him go unharassed to the basket. But Miami, they put some bodies on him. They put some bodies on him, put some length on him, and just made the man uncomfortable, trapping him, et cetera, and really exposed Trey. So, you know, I saw a few post-game interviews from him, and he was, you know, he admitted, like, man, I was I was out there overwhelmed. I really, I got a lot to learn about this game. I'm still young, like his name. He said, I'm still young in the game. So I got a lot to learn about this game, and, you know, dude felt and spoke real humbly about taking that L. I mean, they wasn't expected to do nothing. I mean, they wasn't expected to do anything last year. That's why it was an incredible ride last year because he showed up big. But just like styles make fights in boxing, the same thing goes for basketball. You can meet up with a team that just, especially for a guy like like Trey, he doesn't have a lot of help on his side of the ball. He's got a few, you know, got a few players out there that, are battle tested, but nobody's a champion on his squad. And he's young in the game and uh no pun intended, but he's young in the game and he's trying to, you know, get that superstar status in the NBA. So he felt like he had to do it all. But some teams, they got a prescription for you. They got a prescription for you. They know how to cure anything, any ailment that you can put out, they know how to cure it. And what the uh heat did to them was run at him put bodies on him, put length on him, make him give up the rock, rip him, strip him, make him play D. All of those ingredients, man, got Trey at the crib right now. But like I said, I saw him talking, and he's he was humble, you know, because nothing else you can really do. You can't be talking a whole bunch of shit after you get your ass uh, beat four to one. You know what I'm saying? So... He learned his lesson a little bit, it looks like. So we'll see what happens to him next year if they get some help at, at the Hawks. It's a real fun team. I've been to that stadium before. I felt like, nah, for real. Let me let me let me state it state it like this. Went to that stadium and where they play, and I felt like I've never been at a game where they play so much damn music. Like, you know, you go to the game and you hear music like um Y'all know what I'm talking about. Atlanta Hawk games, a little bit different. They be in there playing too short. Bitch. Like, what the? I'm like looking around like, they playing that? They playing it at the stadium? And the kids up in here playing Young Jeezy. Two chains. And of course, you know, they got Quavo and them up in there all the time. They playing that music. But they playing it not on the timeouts. They playing it for the hype music. Like I said, like the doom, 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 doom. Instead of that, they're playing. Jeezy the snowman. I make it winter time. 
Like, is this the right shit to be playing? Like right now, in the in the middle of this situation? They played on they were playing it on offense, defense, timeouts, halftime. I was like, damn man. Atlanta wild. Y'all wild out there in Atlanta. Atlanta one of those places though, man. You know what I mean? Since we in Cali, there's no place better than Cali. I'm just gonna go ahead and state that for the record so nobody get it confused. And yeah, I've been to damn near all of these states. And I can't say that one of them I want to live in more than California. And people talk bad about California in a lot of different ways, you know, prices and taxes and crazy ass people here and there and all of that. But man, there's no place like California. But I'll say going to Atlanta is a whole different thing. Like everybody out there is trying to make something happen. I mean, they try to make stuff happen here in, in L.A. Don't get it twisted. But I'm saying black people trying to make things happen all the time. And you you seeing it in your face. Everybody moving. Everybody trying to get it. Everybody trying to make it happen. Everybody some got their own business. Just things of that nature, man. It's a, it's a good feeling. The last time I stayed out there was at um, a hotel with Martin Luther King integrated this hotel it was the first hotel that was integrated in Atlanta and I got to stay there and um I was like damn man this is big this is big man Martin Luther King the king stayed here and um you know everybody was black the people at the hotel black people that run the restaurants black police black mayor black everybody black so in a place like that it just seems so fair to be like okay i love it love my black folks you know what i mean like everybody is doing something positive and then you can fairly say when people is doing something negative you'd be like man look at this come on man like you got to do better than that man you can't just be over here just trying to hit old ladies in the head and all of that you know but you can fairly say that and you can feel good about saying it because you're in a situation where there's people who are doing very very well and then there's people who still up to no good or whatever you know what i'm saying people that just out there just trying to get theirs so atlanta make you feel a little bit more fair about things when you're in other places man you got to just protect your neck too much because there's just a whole lot of uh politics going on like it's in the air you know, just the ratios is off. I'm going to just leave it at that. But the ratios is off. But uh, I'm talking about the Hawks right now. So the Hawks suck. Let's just put it that way. 4-1. Got beat. Domino. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Get off the table. Get your ass out of here. So they're going to have to come back stronger. Better and stronger next year. And it better be some help for Trey because Trey ain't gonna be able to get it done by itself, man. He, you know, he got a cute little game. His game is cute. Like, oh, you know, dribbling the ball and shit fancy and, you know, getting it ripped, but dribbling fancy and shooting from the logo and all of that. Getting to the cup, floaters. But, man, when you put a body on him, cute don't get it. Too little, man. Gotta put some bricks. Bricks in your pocket, boy. So, uh, but, yeah, they got they got they, they little ass uh, eliminated. And uh, then, like the Bulls, the 
Bulls was a no show. They got they got forewarned also, man. They got forewarned, you know, and they had coming into this to this series and the regular season, just the regular season, they looked very good. I was not a believer in the Bulls during the regular season, but their record reflected that hey, they're contenders. They got DeMar, DeRozan, playing lights out, and we know he could do that in the regular season. In the regular season, DeMar DeRozan can kill you. And Zach Levine with no room for in between. Dude is like, I'm telling you, he like the light-skinned Jordan out there. Dude damn near jumping from the top of the key and dunking. And he can put something, he can put something on it. He ain't just jumping and just barely making it. Dude can do everything. There's anything you can imagine, dude could do it in the air. Except for jump his ass into the playoffs without getting hurt. That's the only problem. So all of that shit is cute in a regular season. The regular season is made for getting yours, getting your, your scoring average up, getting some, some poster dunks. It ain't made for defense, but offensively, it's made for players like DeRozan and made for Zach Levine. But then when you get to the playoffs, you start looking around, man. You start looking for your veterans. You know what I'm saying? You start looking for veterans, like people who've been there before. People, when you look in the eye, you know they ain't no punks. Like, dude, dude, solid. You know, dudes you feel good with when you walk into a club. You know, for you cats to still go to the club, you know, you walk up in there, you might be three or four deep. And then you look in there and you're like, man, it's a lot of females up in there. It's a cool, cool spot. But then you see a whole bunch of haters, whole bunch of people looking at you because you looking at something they looking at. Then you really have to assess who you with. They got to look around like, okay, who am I with? Oh, dude, I shouldn't I shouldn't have came up here with homeboy. Last time we was in a situation, I saw was the back of dude head running up out of there. Just running. Top speed. Didn't even know dude was a track star. But then, you know, you look around and you see your day ones, man. Them soldiers. Them ones that you know got your back. And in situations like the playoffs, when you're in the playoffs, when it's do or die. That's what you look for. You look for those people who you know, no matter what happens, they're going down with you. They're coming up with you and they're going down with you. And honestly, the Bulls couldn't look themselves in the in the mirror or look themselves in the eyes or look at their partners in the eye and, and, and see that. They saw people that were scared once they got there. Zach Levine, he he's just like a no-show. Lonzo Ball, no-show. And DeRozan, he didn't just put him on his back because he wasn't capable of putting him on his back. I mean, again, history is the best predictor of the future. We've never seen DeRozan do that. So to expect him to do it against the world champion Bucks wasn't going to happen. And man, Giannis, Giannis was just being Giannis. You know, dude is a great player. I mean, you can't take nothing away from Giannis. He's uh, got a battery in his back. Don't stop on plays. 
plays defense and offense, developing his jump shot, plays team team D. Um, yeah, man, it's just really hard to to not dude, especially after them getting the chip last year. And they're down a player right now with Middleton being hurt. You know, he's hurt. Say so it was down. Uh, but they still got it done. You got Lopez and Giannis and you got Portis and Holiday. And, you know, they they just came with it, man. It took care of their business. And that's how you're supposed to do in the playoffs. You get there and you don't play. You just go for the juggler. And that's what they did. They went for the juggler, came out of there victorious. Now they're in real good shape to, um, you know, to maintain that crown. Because you wear that crown on your head, man. Y'all know. Go get you a new whip. Ride through your neighborhood. And and just watch all the all the haters come out. They don't want you to have that. You looking too clean in that thing, man. You can't be walk, coming through looking clean. Rim shined up. You got that butter up in the up in there. Mike got the top down on them so they can see it all. They don't like that. They don't like that. So that's just like with this basketball thing, man. Like if you got that championship like the Bucks have, they hadn't had it in 50 years. They finally got it. Now the rest of the teams in the league, they want that. Come up off that. And the Bucks look like they're defending themselves very well. Doing a great job, man. And uh, we're going to get to round two in a second. But uh, they're doing a great job of fending off all of these teams that's coming for the throne. We got one more. What's the what's that other set of games that was going down? Let me see. Oh, I forgot about them. I damn near forgot about the Warriors. The Warriors! I almost forgot about them. And the Nugs. The Nugs. The Nuggets. Yeah. Um, Warriors look good against against the Nuggets. It's good to see that, you know, the emergence of young players, man, is a great thing. The Warriors got a nice little chemistry going on, man. I'm, I'm lightweight lightweight envious i won't say jealous that warriors been winning for a while they built their team around their two three players their three players and you know they brought kevin durant in had some success let him go and now they're back and they plugged in some new faces and they're doing great man that's awesome that's just how you you keep not just a dynasty but you just keep a winning tradition that's how you do it you got to take them core players, man, and you just got to build plug-in players around them. Hopefully, you can get lucky in the draft. Get a pool, a guy like that, in the draft and uh, utilize them to be that X factor in the playoffs. And that's exactly what the Warriors did against the Nuggets, man. They went off on their ass and got rid of them like they're supposed to. I'm going to say that, you know, Jokic is uh not a not a joke. He is not a joke. Dude is a tree. And um he was extending himself against the Warriors. He made it tough on him. Great player, man. You know, that's another player that aesthetically when I look at him play, I'm like, dude kind of play like a PE teacher. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I remember when y'all was, when y'all was young, man. Just think fourth or fifth grade or something. And you, the PE teacher come out there and, and do this. You think he real good because he the PE teacher. He got all the old the old moves and shit and and teaching jab steps and and posting up and, and all that kind of stuff and wearing the little weird shorts and all of that. But he couldn't really jump no more because you know he's an older dude. That's how Jokic play, man. He just plays in a fashion like I don't know, man. A lot of ball fakes, a lot of footwork. Kind of reminds me, and this is this is an older reference for some of you guys that are younger. You wouldn't understand what I'm talking about on this, but kind of remind me of of a uh, Kevin McHale, but what he would be if he was playing in this league now, with a developed shot, with uh, post moves, hook shots, just a really skillful person, just a skillful player out there, man. That doesn't have just like the marquee moves that some of the other players have because he's not like floating in the air or nothing dude is just on the ground man just making you work bagging you down big bodied with an assortment of moves down there man so he reminds me a lot of kevin McHale. so and he ain't no punk because i didn't seen a couple of people try to you know try to put the goon hand down on him and he wasn't having it wasn't having it man so um he did a great job of valiant effort but you know draymond and and Wiggins and Curry and Thompson and Poole, just a little bit too much. I even like when, uh, now that Gary Payton is hurt, though, but I like when uh, Kaminga comes in, too. Kaminga got hops. He got hops. I like the way he dunks, too. He jump up there and just throw the ball through. Just when the ball looked like it don't even touch the net. Like, get up there, dunk it hella quick, and the ball hits the ground, like, instantly. I like that. I like that. That's pretty cool, man. We didn't do that back in the day, that boy. So, uh, yeah, these that was a great series. So that closes it out for for round one. And me and Big Pick spoke on that. Big Pick had a pretty good record and uh, of predicting who it who it was he thought was gonna make it through. Me myself. Oh yeah, I forgot. Even with the Nuggets, I forgot about. Uh, oh boy. Um, Cousins. Cousins got down for his, man. Cousins one of them dudes that surprised you. He he remind me of some cats that I that I grew up on and it was from the east side, from where I'm where I'm from. The east side was one of the one of the hoods. But he just remind me of one of them dudes that uh really didn't like sports enough to play it at school. 
because he had other things going on outside of school, hustling and, and whatever, whatever it was that he liked to do. But just riding around clean with a big, like one of them big Wagoneers, Broncos or something with beat in it. Dude remind me of one of them dudes. Like he looked like one of them dudes that was from the east side from where I'm from, you know. But uh, I always look at him and like, okay, it's over for him. He's got all these injuries. He on the back of the bench. But dude get in, man, and and somehow, some way, he get in there and gets his points, gets the team rolling, be surprisingly assisting, and just does a lot of good things on the court once he gets rolling and once he gets the opportunity. I don't think that he just puts it together for consecutive games, but when he is on, he's on. So he did help Jokic during that uh, that Warrior series, man. I got to tip my hat to him. He just reminds me of of dudes though that I that I grew up with that really didn't want to play. They just show up to the park and be like, "Man, let me let me get that ball real quick." I'm like, damn, man, we playing. You know what I'm saying? What you mean? Get the ball, man. Just give me the ball. He get the ball. Got boots on still, you know, out there hustling. Jump up. Do a a, a reverse dunk, Pah! and then. Car still running the shit. He run out to the car and just jump in it and smash out. Turn his music up. Everybody like, damn, dude would be tight if he would actually play. But that's what he remind me of. I don't know why I started thinking about that, but that's what cousins remind me of. He one of them dudes. But uh, anyway, they got their ass eliminated. No matter what I'm talking about right now, they out. But uh, what ended up happening was what had happened was in round two. Round two is now a thing. It is now a thing. And I know that everybody, everybody has their opinion on these games. But I don't know, man. I'm right now, I'm focusing in on, on all of them, but just starting with Miami and Philly. Miami and Philly. Like Miami is a I don't know. They just weird to me. It's a weird team for a couple couple different reasons. There's a few reasons why they weird to me. Number one, you on South Beach. How can you play basketball and live in South Beach? I still don't get it. I just don't I just don't get it. I wouldn't be able to show up. But anyway, besides that part of it, they did really well, really well in the bubble. They came out of the bubble and they didn't do nothing. It seemed like it's damn near the same squad. Damn near the same squad. They didn't do nothing. And then they go pick up, you know, they pick Lowry up, added a couple additions to the squad, and now they're back to where they were look how they was looking when they were in the bubble. I guess they go as, um, you know, as Jimmy Butler goes. And he has a deceptive game about him, man. Real controlled game. Solid player. Um, you know, good D. Good mid-range. Can hit an occasional three. Team leader. You know, one of them dudes that got kicked around the league a little bit until he found a home. And it looks like he found his home in the right place, baby. South Beach. So, uh, so yeah. 
Miami is just very a very weird squad to me. Um, but they are performing, and they do have a proven coach. No matter how young Spolstra look, look like he's twelve years old out there coaching. Um, and Pat Riley, the architect of the um, the Lakers, man, for all those years. And the Heat, bringing LeBron and all of that. So they got experience up there in their uh, executive suite. So I give them that, but I just, I don't know. I just, what if they won? Like, what if Miami just wins it all? And they don't really, I don't know. They just don't got the star power on their squad. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not really for the underdogs. I'm not an underdog kind of person. I like people who dominate. I like champions that don't give nobody a chance. I don't like like the underdog squad that that uh, gets in there and you know their biggest star on the team is not necessarily a one of the bigger stars in the NBA. Similar to that Detroit team that whooped up on the Lakers when um, you know Kobe and Shaq and Peyton and Malone and all of them. That that team they really didn't have a big star, and I feel like. Miami is very similar to that. Jimmy Butler's a star, but he's not like a superstar, like a perennial superstar. So if they won, I don't know. It'd be one of them years where people ask me, hey, who won in, in um, the 2022 NBA finals? I'm like, damn. Who? Damn. Um, uh, the Pel- Pelican? No. I'll be like that. Cause I wouldn't remember. I just wouldn't remember that they won, man. It's not a memorable squad squad for me. I don't know why that is, but it is what it is, man. You know, they just don't got that pizzazz about them that I gravitate towards, but if they won, man. It, I don't know. I w- wouldn't be cool, but anyway, they're playing Philly. So I think they're going to win and get out of this series and make it to the Eastern conference championship. Philly is, Put it this way, if they had, I can't even say that. I was going to say if they had the old Harden, then maybe they'd have a shot. I can't give Harden, I can't give Harden too much of nothing because I haven't seen it. Like just being honest. You know, I'm not putting nothing on it, not hating on the man. I'm just talking about I really haven't seen it in the playoffs. And I can't really give you give you a, a pass or say, oh, it's guaranteed that if they had the old Harden and Embiid right now that they would, they would win. Can't say it. This is an opportunity for Harden, a real opportunity to separate himself, separate himself from the rest of the pack of NBA players and also differentiate himself with the haters. You know, we spend a lot of time thinking about the haters, <laughs> you know, and, and, brushing them off and for Harden that's the writers that's the other NBA old school players that that say things like oh he wouldn't get away with these things if he played in back in the day and all of that so right now when you hit the playoffs it's like you jump into a time machine tub with that hot tub time machine a little crazy ass movie but uh it's like you jump into a time machine man and you go back to the old NBA when it comes to the physical aspect of the game 
when it comes to the mental aspects of the game when you got to really think the game out and every possession counts when you play in a regular season you can go go down and kick the ball off your foot out of bounds with like you know 50 seconds left and you upset but you ain't super stressed because you got another game tomorrow but when you're talking about the playoffs man you can't be free with the ball you can't be you just can't be free with the ball man you can't get that rock up you gotta cherish every possession you gotta make sure that people are in the right place at the right time and they're following under you especially if you're the point guard like Harden is now the problem with the situation that he's in is that he came to this team and shit beyond mid-season had to jail with Embiid who is the star of the team He's got other young players who have been used to holding the ball a little bit longer because you know hard to hold the ball till it go flat. And now he's got to be the person who kind of engineers the entire game. He's got to be the quarterback. But in the playoffs, a place where he has not had success. So it's hard for young people, hard for people who, you know, bring you in mid-season and you're supposed to be the savior but when they look in your eye and then when they look more importantly at your record because you just a google away they know you haven't made it too much further than where you are right now so he's in a place right now where he's damn near never been like some star trek shit you know what i'm saying he's like in a galaxy that he's never really been in and here's an opportunity for him to separate himself to the naysayers and to the entire NBA, his peers. And when I say peers, I mean for real his peers like KD and Kyrie sent his ass packing. What better way? What better way? Can you show somebody that they made a mistake? than you going out there and whooping the team's ass and advancing in the playoffs while both of them are at home. It's time to make a statement. But you got to have heart to make a statement. And you really got to want it. And I ain't sure, man. I ain't exactly sure if that's where Harden's heart is. Because he ain't show me. Same way we talk about DeRozan, same way I got to talk about Harden. It ain't really no difference between the two. When you get to the playoffs, man, you got to turn that shit up a notch. Win or lose. Listen, if you got to go home anyway, if you're going to get eliminated anyway, you might as well go out like a G. Go out shooting. Go out pressing. Go out distributing. Go out aggressively. Don't go out in a whimper, man. Don't go out like, you know what I mean? Like it's five seconds left and I'm a pass to a person who is definitely unproven. Somebody that you know is scared. Somebody that told you in the huddle, I'm scared. But you get in the jam and you throw the ball to them. You got to really be aggressive, man. You really, if you're going to go home, just go home because of you. But that's what a lot of people are scared of. They don't want to go home and everybody on TV see like, oh, damn, he missed the big shot or he the play that he made was the wrong play. They'd rather put it on somebody else to take a last shot or 
make a la- the last play so that they can walk away from the scrutiny that comes from it. That's really what I think. And that's what I mean by having heart or not having heart. You got to have heart to fail. It ain't just about winning. Like I got heart, so I'm a winner. No, it's a lot of people who fail many times that just had enough heart to try it, to go for it. Still sharp and steel, man. Some of these players, I don't think they got that. They got that in them, you know, and I don't even think it got a lot to do with the money. I don't I don't think that's really it. I just think like when it man to man, you know, mano y mano, me and you, we locked in a room and only one of us can get out. Some people going straight for your throat. Just whoop, you dead. They ripping your hole, that whole little box in your throat. They ripping that shit out. Two seconds. Some people are just going to talk about it, though. Oh, man, listen, I think we can work this out, man. Like, what? won't we just both walk out at the same time? You know? Now, some people ain't compromising, man. They just, they, they live for that. They live to stomp you out. And there's been only a few players in the whole of the NBA that have been that crazy. You know, and that, that, that crazy level, that Michael Jordan crazy level, that Kobe Bryant crazy level, that Kevin Garnett crazy level. Magic Johnson, crazy level. A lot of people have that competitive gene and then some people shy away from it. You know what I mean? Y'all knew them. There's people in your neighborhood where back in the day used to play fight. You know, you play fight. Okay. Yeah, they had a little slap box. You know, you slap boxing and then somebody get hit clean. And then they get mad. So now they ain't slap boxing no more. It's the fist ball up. Now the fist ball up and now you're throwing. And sometimes you had the person who initiated that slap that got them to ball that fist up. They immediately ball their fist up because now we ain't playing no more. So I'm not going to let you get over on me. But some people, once the other person balls their fist up, they want to talk or they still want to slap. Nope. We passed that. And that's what the playoffs is. We passed slap boxing. It's time to fight. Ball up your fists. Ball them up. But if you don't want to take no shots, then you ain't going to ball them up. You're just showing the other person like, nah, I don't want that. You know, I, I don't want to get hit. So it's one of them things, man. It's psychological oftentimes to me when I'm looking at this stuff, man. It's like, why don't you go hard like you go in the regular season? I know defenses are clamping up, but just go, man. If you're going to go out, go out like a G. So anyway, I say I like to say that the 76ers are going to get their ass took out. They already down. It's round two. They down uh, 2-0. And uh, it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good for Embiid. He may come back, but dude got a broken orbital bone. And it's funny because me and Big Pick was talking about it. One of the last uh, shows that we had. I was like, man, they should just go to the hole, man. Just go to the hole, play down low, man. There's nothing going to happen to you in basketball. It's basketball. It's not like you boxing. You ain't going to get a broken face. Yep. And B got his face broke. Because elbows is pretty damn hard, man. You know, they're not hard as diamonds, but they up there. Person hits you with an elbow, man. You're going to leave up out of there. You gone. That's, that's, uh, that's like pistol stuff. You know, somebody fight you and they're hitting you with their elbows somebody coming back 
the fight ain't over. You can't do that. That's just illegal on some street stuff, you know. So elbows is hard, man, but it looks like um, Seven Sixers is in bad trouble, though, man, because you got to rely on Harden to snap out of it. Like the first game, he scored 16 points. 16 points, nine rebounds, five assists, 13 shots. How you? 13 shots, man. He used to do 13 free throws in one game. I got 13 shots in a playoff game with 16 points when they really needed him. Harris was the number one scorer. Harris could play. No doubt he can play. But, dude, you getting paid, paid. You came to the team to save him. No show. Shit is not cool, man. We hard to do in the second game, man. Let me see. James Harden, 6 for 15. Okay. 20 points. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nine assists. Four rebounds. Dude, that's pedestrian. Maxie got all the shots, 22 shots. Harris got more shots than Harden. So Harden is the third, uh, got, he's third when it comes to attempts. Third when it comes to attempts, man. And you're supposed to be the star. Embiid is out. Come on, man. I, I just can't, I, I just can't do it with, with Harden, man. I've never been a, been a fan of that game. All that flipping and flopping and um, Euro stepping and shit and, and in the playoffs, where you at, man? He can prove me wrong. They down 2-0. So he got action at, you know, proving people like myself wrong. But just do it. Take that as a challenge. Just do it. There's people out here talking bad about you when it comes to your game. It's almost like, shit, just overnight, man. You know how you got overnight successes? Like people just overnight success. Like, damn, dude was... Just walking the other day, man, and he came through in a clean ass rover and bins. Like, what 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 he do? He the opposite. He was a dude that came in on a rover and bins. You seen him hit the block. He spun back around and came back on the bus. Like, I do get on the bus, man. Didn't he just come through in the uh in the range? Dude on the bus pulling that string to get off and shit. I don't know what happened harder. But then you got the Suns, man, and the Mavericks. I thought they're too old right now. 
And uh, it's going to be interesting because Luca ain't a joke, man. Luca is not a joke. I, I thought that he would give the Suns some problems during this playoff run because dude is kind of unguardable, man. I and I, I sit there and I watch the games. I watch YouTube. I watch this shit in slow motion. I'm like, how is he doing that? He's like, I, I don't know. It's just like if you put a turtle in the hundred yard in the hundred meter dash, man. And somehow the, the turtle kept winning the race against sprinters. Like, how is that turtle doing that shit? I don't, I don't get it. That's kind of how Luca is, man. When you're watching him, he's just moving hella slow, going through his legs slow, slow left to the right, slow, spin slow, go to the cup slow, jump slow. Like everything is in like slow mo. But then you look up, he's like 45 in you. Then shot from the logo a few times and busted your eye. Dude is good, man. But shit, good don't get you get you all the all the W's though. You know, they down, they down 2-0. And to close that last I'm just gotta give it to Chris Paul for the Suns. To close that round one out with a masterpiece, a perfect game. Like an absolutely perfect game. What a player. What a quarterback. What a leader. Dude is amazing. But shit, dude ain't never won. Just keeping it 100. All of that I just said about him, he still has not won an NBA championship. And no matter how bad he wants it, no matter how bad the luck has been in situations, no matter how many big games that he's been in, and sometimes, you know, he made it happen, and sometimes he didn't, he still hasn't gotten over the hump. This is the year that if he gets over the hump, it'll be one of the greatest stories in NBA history because of somebody who really put their back into the game. I remember, I mean, it was 10 years ago where people were saying that Chris Paul's career is over. 10 years ago, people were saying that because of his knees. He said his knees were like, you know how you got your your, your old school car that uh, sometimes the brakes go bad on you, you don't change the pads quick enough and they just squeaking and the metal is grinding on, grinding. You know how metal be grinding. They said that's how his knees were. That there was no way he would be able to play two, three more years. But shit, Chris Paul wasn't playing. He didn't hear all that. He was out there signing contracts, out there playing in big games, out there putting together masterpieces. You can't do any better than he did to close out a round one. 14 for 14 on his shots. And we know he doesn't make a lot of turnovers. So masterclass. But now the Suns find themselves up 2-0. Two more wins. They'll get back to the Western Conference Finals. And uh, it's looking good for them because Luka don't got no help hardly. He got some folks on his team. 
He got a coach that gives him the green light. Luka went 15 for 30, scored 45 points in the first game. 10, no, 12 rebounds, 45 points, 8 assists, damn near triple-double. High triple-double. And they still lost by 7 because Chris Paul's on the other team. And he's into distribution, you know what I'm saying, in the distribution. 19 points, you know, he had a low assist game, three assists, five rebounds, but then Booker had 23, you know, Aiden had 25. They just had a really balanced game, real balanced game. And with that balance that Dallas doesn't have, it just offsets any individual play from Luka Doncic. And uh, their coach admitted that. He admitted that, that, hey, Luka's not going to be able to beat this team by himself. So we're going to have to do a little bit more. We're going to have to get more out of our team. And I expect a response from them. Right now they're down 2-0, but I I expect them to possibly, uh, they're going to win one game at home, but possibly two. They'll possibly win two games um, at home. So right now, like I said, they're up 2-0. The Phoenix Suns are the the second game of round two. They were they put a foot up in up in the Mavericks keister, one twenty nine one oh nine. Again, Luca went for thirty five, but his second most uh, contributor, second most contributor on his team, went for sixteen. Okay, but then you look at the Suns again, Chris Paul. 11 for 16, 28 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Well-rounded game. 37-year-old man out there doing that, man. Booker, 30 points, 11 for 19 shooting. Just really balanced, man. They got got two killers versus one killer. One killer ain't going to be two. So, 2-0 right now. I expect Dallas to go back. Go back home, win one game. Phoenix will steal one. It'll be 3-1, and then they'll close them out in six. Close them out in six. But Luka's going to be putting up numbers. Number numbers. Like big ones. Because dude is like a turtle running 100 meter. Just edging you out at the line. Ugh. Every time. Just edging you out. I don't know how dude does it. Big body guy. Assortment of shots. Can shoot from anywhere on the court. And getting better. Player to watch, man. But not this year. He got to take his ass home. And he'll be at home chilling. Wherever home is for him. In five games. Five games. He gone. Now. Some of the the two most interesting. Most interesting. I didn't even say interesting, right? The most interesting man in the world. That was a cold player right there. That old dude in them commercials, man. He's a cold cat. Dude was everywhere. You were never there. Everywhere you wasn't, he was there. That's a pimp right there. Now, the Celtics and the Bucks. Celtics and the Bucks. That's a man. 
these next two series are the series that I'm excited about. First two I talked about, I don't know. My energy levels is kind of like, all right, we'll see. But these, man, I'm on it. Celtics versus the Bucks. The old school Shamrock, Parquet Floor. Newbies out there, you know, trying to put that team together. Lost Kyrie and got better squad. Boston's a weird-ass place, too. You know, very historic city, man. Very historic. Geniuses all over the place out there. They got Harvard and MIT out there, amongst other things, man. But uh, that city is way the hell up there. Like, way up there. Tucked away. I don't know, man. I don't know. Couldn't live way up there. But anyway, the Celtics, man, versus the Bucks. I think this is this is a heavyweight fight. This one may be one of those series that goes the distance. That really takes it, they take it to seven games. And we know that the Celtics had a better regular season, or they they ended up on the right side of of things when it comes to the playoffs by putting themselves in a position where they get home court advantage in a seven game series. So they have that advantage against the Bucks. So what is that going to look like when the Bucks have to go into the Boston TD, TD Ameritrade center and play in a seventh game with that crazy ass crowd? You got to play the champions of the NBA Celtics. In a seventh game at home. That's going to be amazing. Right now, the series is one to one. One to one. You know, Giannis came out first game, put a triple double on them boys' head. A high triple double on them, too. You know, the team, Boston Celtics, that had just eliminated Kevin Durant. So they're like, you know what? We're going to put this work in on Giannis. Like, Giannis ain't nobody. Giannis walked in, man, and asked who the leader of the squad was. So, oh, that's me, Jason Tatum. Stole on him. Bow. Just cracked him. And then who's next? Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it. Not that first game, man. That first game, man. Like, seriously, like Giannis, him and. Jason Tatum was like wrestling down at one end of the court, man. And it looked like Giannis threw the dude, like threw him in the first row damn there. And then went to the cup and looked like he was about to dunk and just like a did a power, like a power sweep with his right hand and scored. I was like, damn, Giannis ain't playing no games, man. So they knew right then, the Celtics knew right then that they were not playing against Kevin Durant no more. Shit is different. Like, dude over here, man, is physical. Dude is aggressive. Dude is going to the cup nonstop, putting physical and mental pressure on you and your squad. That's what Giannis represented. Went 24, 13, and 12. High triple-double, just killing him. Score was 101 to 89. Good game. You know, good game for Giannis and company. But then the young Celtics show some heart. 
They're like, no, nah, man. Like I, like I told you, we knocked out Durant. And we'll knock your ass out too. That's how them youngsters is, man. You know, you could be an old head and you didn't put your work in back in the day. You could talk all that back in the day shit. But then when uh, the youngster run up on you and be like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take that fade. Oh, oh. Now you're going to see if them push-ups you be doing instead of lifting weights work. You're going to see if that... uh. That jogging around the block and doing about 52 jumping jacks going to work when that heat on you. And that's what happened with Durant. He got them young boys on his head. And um, he couldn't accept that fade the way that he used to be able to. But now, like I said, the Celtics went out there, tried that on Giannis. And Giannis was like, nah, man, it ain't me. Shit, I'm still G-status. I'm young in the game, man. And uh, Celtics got spilt. You know, they got spilt that day. But then they came back. Like I said, Tatum, Tatum and crew, man, they just did not take no for an answer. They did not take no for an answer. And they put the series, like they say, nobody nobody will say that a series starts until somebody gets beat on their home court. And the Celtics beat the Bucks, the champions, on their home court. And now they're headed home. Now they're headed home. So the Bucks are going to have to return the favor. They could be in jeopardy. They could be in real trouble in this series with, if they lost, man, if they lose twice, it's just forget about it. Forget about it. If they lose twice, it's really a wrap. It is really a wrap. Like the second game that they played, like uh, the, the number two game uh, in this series is when uh, you had Tatum, Go for 29 on 10 to 20 shooting. And, you know, he had a nice game, but Jalen Brown showed up. Jalen Brown showed up. The one-two punch was there. Jalen Brown hit him for 30. Hit him for 30. And with him going for 30, Tatum going for 29, the Celtics as a team scoring one on nine. I mean, shit, you can do the math. You see the ratios playing stifling defense, hey, it's going to be a hell of a go. And that's why I was telling Big Pick, I'm not going to count Durant as not being the best player in the league or just giving him the demotion based on the fact that the Celtics whooped up on him because the Celtics look like they got action at taking it all the way, especially if they get past Giannis. As much as I hate them, being a Laker fan, as much as I hate them, and I'm not going to say nothing, that's going to be incriminating for me as a Laker fan. You understand I me? Mean, you can't do that and be a Laker fan and, and wish anything good about the Celtics. But I'll say this, that they're young in the game. And if they can get past the Bucks, they have a great shot at playing a team from the West for the championship and winning it going, going away, man. They just got a really good team. So, again, the Celtics tied this thing up, man. It's 1-1, so we're going to see what happens, what the outcome's going to be. If there's a Game 7 in Boston, oh, my God, that's going to be one of the biggest tests in the career of Giannis. Giannis's career is going to be a career-defining series that he's playing in right now. He don't even know it yet, but I can see it. 
this is one of those series, man. If you get past this and you have to go seven games and beat this squad, man, it's going to amplify his stature in the league even more. I'm here for it, man. I think dude is a great, great player. Seems like a cool, cool dude. You know, some of them cats that come from other countries, man. They they got a different sense of being um, than a lot of a lot of people do. You know, people that come from other countries sometimes just got more of a uh, they see the opportunity that's in front of them. We get kind of lazy and spoiled because there's a lot of things that we just wake up to. Like, okay, that's normal. This is a normal thing for us. But people that come from different different locations, man, it's like, man, the diversity here, the food here, the opportunities for business here. I can get rich here. Shit, I could be poor here. I could be what I want to be here. And it's open season for all of that. And they come over here with that spirit, man. They want to bring their whole family over because they want them to experience that. You know, unlike us, like, you know, some of us grew up a little hard, you know, and, 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 and maybe lower income. And some of us made it out of that. You know, we made it out of that. Go live somewhere nice, maybe in a different city or even a different state. And when you get there, you know, you got cousins and loved ones that will call you and be like, hey, look, how's it out there? How was, how was Cali? Oh, man, it's a beautiful thing, man. You know what it is. Go listen to some music and and they'll tell you everything you want to know about California. Go just go go listen. Women, weed, and weather. Whatever you want. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next thing you know, you might be trying to get your cousin out there to stay with you until they get on their feet. Brothers, sisters, shit, mamas, daddies, whoever it may be. But that's the same spirit that people from countries, other countries come in to the entire United States. Like Giannis is in Milwaukee of all places. I've been in Milwaukee and Milwaukee got some cold players up there. Can't take nothing away from them. But, but it ain't a city that I want to live in. It just ain't that. A lot of racism going on up there. It's not the spot. But shit, Giannis over here like, man, hey, this is the spot. This is the spot. Look at this diversity. Look at this. You know, he don't know. No, he don't don't know no better. But he here and making it happen, man. And got his brothers on the squad and 
you know, it's a beautiful thing, man. But he just plays like that. Like he's just happy to be part of a winning team. He did it organically. He was on the team. He's on the team that drafted him and took him all the way without having to take his talents somewhere else. You know, he did that, man. So you got to give that man credit. Great series. I see it going seven. I see an upset. Not the kind of upset you thinking, though. I'm thinking that Boston is going to be favored. By the time you get to seven games, they'll be favored to win this thing. Because you don't typically go against the home team in the seven game. You don't go against the home team. There's so much pressure on players from the opposing team playing on the road as is. But in a game seven, it's like, you know, those those hoops at the uh, the fair where you win the big ass stuffed animals and all of that. That's how the basket uh, and, and the, the rim is like the ball turned into like a big ass beach ball. And you're trying to throw it through uh, a little ass hoop, like a mini hoop. It just don't ever fit, you know, for people that come off the bench and stuff. So seven games, man, drives people crazy. And I think it's going to go seven games. I think Boston will be favored to win. And I think Giannis and squad is going to show out and show their championship medal. It's not the Celtics year. It's not their year. It's going to be great, though. I'll be watching. Lastly, though, but not leastly, (laughs) is uh, the Warriors, man. The Warriors. Come out to play, eh? The Warriors and the Grizzlies. The T Grizzlies. Man, this is an exciting series. This is open court. This is like the NBA's dream. This is what the NBA has dreamed of since the NBA. Okay, you got to be older to understand this. The NBA had got boring at one point. And I'll tell you where it got when it got boring. There were some teams, and and Charles Barkley talk a lot of crap about how the league is all um hold on. Charles Barkley talks about how players are different nowadays, how they try to manufacture championships, how they move to another team, how Kevin Durant moved to another team, how Kyrie cry all the time, how LeBron took his talents to South Beach. Well, Charles Barkley did the same shit. Went to the Houston Rockets. Tried to get him a championship. And single-handedly made basketball one of the most boring NBA basketball, one of the most boring watches that you could dream of. He made the game boring. As when he got older, man, dude used to play back him down basketball, just back down. Like it'd be 24 seconds on the clock, throw the ball in, take him about six seconds to get up there to the, you know, to the half court. 18 seconds left. Charles Barkley would hold the ball out there that's why they got that line out there not the 10 second but uh 
that line where you can't keep just dribbling the ball and just standing in one place or they'll call a penalty on your ass. Charles Barkley was the reason why they did that because he would just hold the ball 18 seconds, dribble 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. Like a heartbeat. 14, 10, 10, 10, 9, 8, 7. Then he started to go. This is after backing somebody up and dribbling that much. And then go get a shot off with like two or three seconds within into the shot clock. Made the game boring. Made it a little unwatchable. And then you add the fact that the NBA used to be super physical, like super physical. Like if you was a little dude, you're not going in the paint like the shit. Trey, Trey be doing Trey Young, even Curry, um, Kyrie. I don't want people to go to the cup. The big man's job was to slap down at the ball and slap you in your face. That's why you can't hit above the head in the NBA now. Because they used to hit in the head in the NBA. But now they made it to where, look, let these guys come in, man. You know, we need to make the game better. We can't gunk it all up with you big dudes, you lumbering guys. So they had to change the rules up, man. So the smaller guys can go into the paint. And operate. They had to make it operational in there. So when somebody like I said, like Charles Barkley, man, who gunked the game up, made it unbearable, unwatchable for the most part. When the Warriors and the Grizzlies meet this year the way they have this is a clash of the new titans this is the warrior team with clay and draymond steph curry the new wave basketball you know they brought in a new basketball new coach new philosophy green light for everybody and they're playing one of the youngest teams in the NBA and they're bringing something new to the table too and it's completely open court this is an open court game it's a skills championship it's like halftime at the all-star game these dudes have got a high level of difficulty on their shots they're shooting threes they're going to the cup They're athletic, crazy athletic, and crazy skillful. Now, Warriors got all those good players that I named, but they also got Poole, who's showing himself to be, dude is showing himself to be a factor, a major factor. And of course, we all know that if you got those other guys on your team, that you're going to have a little bit more leeway as a, a player like Poole. You know what I mean? You're going to have a little bit more freedom out there on the court because you got to guard clay all the time and you got to glide. You got to uh, guard Curry. So Jordan's is out. Jordan fools out there just causing havoc, man. X factoring it up to the most degree. But then you look on the other side of the court and you got the Grizzlies with Ja rules on their team. 
got Ja Rule out there. And dude is like a freak, freaky athlete. Like a freaky athlete. Like, you know, you got great athletes who can do maybe just jump. You know, we've seen people who can just jump. But they can't play. Not really good. But dude got handles. He got shake moves. He got dunks. He got threes. He got mid-range. He got attitude. He got that it to make Memphis a thing. Memphis been trying to be a thing for years. They're finally a thing. They made it because they got that young boy running the QB. But not only do they have Ja, they got Bane, they got Brooks, and they got Jackson out there, man. And um, it's really a battle of the old new, the Golden State Warriors, and that new new. So we got that old new people who really made three-point shot work in the playoff situation because in the playoffs threes oftentimes that only came at certain times of the game that wasn't like your game plan to go out there and out three somebody but when you got shooters like that like the ones that they have because those shooters that they have run off screens and can shoot threes in confined spaces they can set shot three all day like they said curry made a hundred threes in a row in practice and we know clay what do you hit 38 points in one quarter like we know them dudes can get like deadly red hot like that kind of hot so that's the that's what i mean by the old new they brought that in but then you got this this i mean this young ass squad these is young boys playing man the jacksons and dylan and um you know ja this is crazy, man, the way that they're playing. And Jackson is 6'11", 240. He like to go out there and shoot threes. But he can get to the basket. But he can get to the basket. And Ja get to the basket, you better duck. Dude will dunk on you. I told it's Ja, 6'3", too. 6'3". Dunking on big men. Love to see it. Love to see that extra that he brings to the game, that extra excitement. And now, what I was talking about earlier with Harden is now it's time to flex, to show that heart muscle, to show that you want to make it to the next level, that you want to be something great in this game. And I think he's exhibiting that because he has some ups and downs, as he should, as a young player in the game. But man, first game, the Warriors. I mean, this was this was in the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, Memphis Grizzlies home court. This is on their home court. One seventeen, one sixteen, Warriors. One point game. One point game. That's that best shit. That's that execution during the times of the game where it's absolutely necessary. So they pulled it out and, you know, this is on their home court on Memphis Grizzlies home court. So the next game was crucial. If you lose two in your home court, you might as well just fold it up. It's over. 
But I don't know all the stats on that, on the likelihood of you losing once you lose the first two at home. But I can tell you, it's probably under 25%, probably under 25% chance that you're going to be able to come back, mount a comeback, and, uh, and win that series. So what were they to do? What were they to do? What they did was they came back. They came back in game two against those Warriors, that old new squad. And they put them things on them. 106 to 101. The Memphis Grizzlies, led by John Moran, going for 47 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists. That's a game. When I, man, that's damn near a super high triple double. That's energy, man. He did some a move on um on pool, damn near broke his kneecaps off. It's like his feet, his feet down there snapped off of his legs on how Job put him in that position. With a uh, he did like a a fake to the basket, then he did a a three sixty move. On the ground, and he he cut that off real quick, and did another move, and Jordan was just screwed into the into the uh, into the key. Feet was just screwed in the ground. This did him dirty. Forty-seven, eight and eight, twelve for thirteen, his free throws. Fifteen for thirty-one. That's what I'm talking about. Don't shoot thirteen times like Harden. Don't shoot fifteen times like Harden. Dude went out. Fifteen for thirty-one. If you just start a team, man, you down one. Oh, you down one oh already. You better put your imprint on the game. And he put his imprint on the game. 47 points. Whew. Killed him. Jackson shot three for 14 that game. Big man was still, you know, shooting threes, shot seven threes, got 12 points, but it was it was okay because Ja was on. He wasn't gonna let him lose. He answered every call, answered every bell. Even when Curry was out there hitting 27 points, he would respond. Respond in kind. You know, Clay shot 19 times, too, got 12 points. Very bad shooting night, two for 12. Curry was three for 11. So that's not going to happen again where those guys shoot that badly. So next game, now that it's one to one, um, if the Grizzlies expect to win any games at the Warriors Stadium in San Fran, they're going to have to get some more contributions from someone else because 47 points for Morant, great game, but the second highest scoring efforts was 14 games. I mean, 14 points um, scored by Zaire Williams. He got 14, and then you got uh, Jackson with 12. So they're going to need more balanced scoring. And the Warriors, we just know that them two dudes are not going to shoot. What was that? Five for 23 from three. That ain't going to happen again. So Memphis, hey, you better get your shit together. It's 1-1 right now. Two more games in Frisco. You have to bring it, man. And this, though, is the challenge that the real ones take. And they take it head on. So if Ja and his squad goes in there 
and beat the Warriors. And they ain't got to beat them in convincing fashion. They just got to win by a point each game. Just go in there, stay in the game, play smart. Don't make mistakes that with possessions that will get you, you know, will, will, will turn a game from a win to a loss. If you make mental mistakes down the line, take your time, do it right. Let the game come to you. Execute in the clutch and don't make those big mistakes. And they could go there, beat the Warriors one or two games and be sitting pretty as a young team coming out of the West to play who I think will be the Phoenix Suns. And my prediction right now is that it will be the Grizzlies playing the Suns. That's who I expect to make it out of the West. Grizzlies and Suns. Grizzlies and Suns. And then it's going to be Miami and the Bucks. And I expect the Bucks to get out of there with that victory against Boston. So, end of the day, second round is still on. It's still popping. My expectation is to see Miami playing the Bucks, and um, expectation is to see Phoenix playing the Grizzlies to make it to play for that O'Brien Trophy. It's gonna be a hell of a ride, man. These playoffs have been exciting and got so many ups and downs. I mean, nobody expected I mean, this has been a crazy ass year in NBA. It's been really crazy. So I expect something really crazy to happen throughout the playoffs. But never fear. We're going to be back. We're going to chop it up. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, man. This was one of them chop it up sessions, man, that I wanted to make it clear that we pan in and we tapped in to these NBA playoffs. You should too. Let's see what happens, man. Let's take this ride together. Again, I'm dedicating this one to the homies. C-Mac. Cartel. YJ, 6'4", and the big pick, and I am the king, Dre Mack, peace. So help you guys say, say what you want to say. Don't be a fraud, King Dre, Big Pig, man. Against the odds, players play from May to May. Check out the pod. King Dre, Mac, and Big Pig. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.